Hey there, you awesome listeners. Before we begin our episode of Taverns and Caverns, we have an exciting announcement we wanted to make. We've recently been invited by the wonderful people at Geekly Inc. to join their amazing podcast network. We are now officially a part of Geekly's network and want to thank them for allowing us to join. With that being said, we want to also let you know that Geekly has wonderful podcasts that you may want to check out when you have some free time. One of their most famous ones is called Greetings Adventurers, another fun and exciting D&D actual play podcast. And with that being said, let us continue onwards to this exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns. Welcome back to Taverns and Caverns, everyone. This is your DM, Haphazard DM. And for this session today, we have a special guest with us on the team. And we will be doing a nice little side story for this session. But we're going to change things up a little bit. Usually, I'm the DM, but this time around, I will be playing a character. Ooh. So I'll be with Mr. Robert Jones, a.k.a. Nomu. Brianna, a.k.a. Desiree and Damien, and Julian, a.k.a. Tassone of House Tassone. But our special guest today is a good friend. He was in the intro episode as well as the very first side story that we had, Mr. Jacob Life. And with him being the DM for this session, I just want to go ahead and hand off the mic to him. Jake, you're up, man. All right. Thanks, Ryan. So uh, first off, everyone, uh, welcome to the nation of Bracana. We'll be taking place inside of the desert nation of Bracana, very well known for the dragonborn that reside within it, as well as some of the tabaxi. Uh, this will be taking place inside of a port town. This port town is known as Naltec on the very far eastern shore of Bracana. Inside of this bizarre-like town, this area is very well known for being a port of common trade, some illegal and illicit processes, as well as some really interesting people coming into this town to do business. For today's session, we are going to be centering in on a bar, and this bar is known as DFF Bar, or better known as Dragonborn's Flatulent Friend. Inside of this bar, we are centering in on two tables with two very interesting individuals sitting at them, and they are going to be flanked by some of our members of the cast joining us today. To start off, on the first table, as you center in in this bustling bar, you see a silver-skinned Dragonborn, dressed in very, very fine arraignment, as well wearing very nice traveling clothes in comparison to maybe the armored equipment that you're used to seeing on most Dragonborn. Sitting next to him, we will be starting with our very first character joining us, Dank Mimios. I will talk that, toss that over to Ryan. Ryan. All right, so my character that I'm playing, his name is Dank Mimio. He is a goblin druid. So with this, do you want me to go ahead and tell a little bit of his backstory? Or you want me to actually go into the character and start Feel talking? free to talk about a uh, little bit of the backstory of why your character's here, as well as a little bit about what your character looks like and uh, why, he's, why he's here right now. Perfect. Okay, so again, my character's name is Dank Mimio. Got that from, you know, 
dank memes. <laughs> <laughs> he is a goblin druid. He stands at about 3'3", three, three, pretty short guy, has light green skin and a black mohawk for his hair. He's dressed up in all nature-like garb. He has this wolf's pelt around his shoulders. And the thing about his head is he has this leather helmet strapped to the top. He has some small deer-like antlers connected to it. It's a very odd sight to see little Dank Nemo walking around with these antlers on his head. But he has these red eyes and, believe it or not, he has some clean-ass teeth, despite being a druid and a goblin living in nature. His teeth are fairly pristine and white. He takes good care of it. But he is originally here in the nation of Burkana, also where you all know where Rogar is from. He is visiting Burkana because he is in search of an island to the far south of the continent of Tierster, looking for a particular... I should say, reason to if nature or its animals on this island are in any form of danger. It's kind of a mission that he has been given upon him by the great druidic tree known as Rava. Dank is from the nation of Ossia. People know that nation also as the Grand Forest or the Ossian Grand Forest. It is the nation where most druids hail from, and it is a place that has almost every race you can think of. But Dank particularly was raised by a druid by the name of Dafuk. And he's kind of looking around to try and find a way to get to this island that the great druidic tree Rava told him about. He's not quite sure how he's going to get there, but he's that's why he's here. All right, very good. Well, uh, next to Dank uh, sits a, uh, a gnome. Uh, we'll go ahead and toss that over to Bri. Bri, you can go ahead and introduce uh, your gnome. Okay, so my gnome is a wizard. His name is Ishkabibble Bugenheim. You can just call him Ishkabibble. Um, he's even smaller than Dank, so <laughs> he's about 2'8", uh, but he is very muscular, very defined. His quote is, I'm already small, I can't be weak too. Uh, he's 91, which is pretty young for a gnome. Um, he's a forest gnome, and he has short, spiky, orangish hair. His beard is large, past his clavicle, but very neat. He also has the sideburns, the mustache with hints of gray, green eyes, and he has a gold tooth that only shows when he smiles really wide. Uh, rings on both hands. He is a avid overspender. He loves shiny things, jewelry, uh, anything that makes him stand out. Kind of a burgundy vest, slacks, white shirt underneath. Nothing too special. Um, but he's more or less here to get his name out there. Whether it's good or bad, he wants to be talked about. Um, so basically, he grew up outside a lot. He's a forest gnome. He knew young that he had a knack for nature. Um, he has lied to his mother about what he's doing because she doesn't approve. Um, so she tell he tells her that he's just out doing odd jobs, but really, he's out kind of, kind of making a name for himself and seeing how much he can discover. He just wants to make a name for himself in a world where he doesn't really know what's going to happen next. 
and to become a well-known name around the world, to have stories told about him in bars, restaurants, peers, adventurers, guilds, good or bad. Um, he has a long life to live, and he wants as many accomplishments as possible. He's pretty cunning, he's witty, kind of mischievous, he's a practical jokester, and because he feels guilty about lying to his mom about what he really does, he's honest to a fault, almost to make up for that. Um, he's good at hiding, of course, and a hopeless romantic. Overall, he can either be a great help or a bit of a burden, but he's here to stay. All right. So it sounds like uh, at the table uh, that Damascus is currently holding, there might be some taller chairs for our two shorter people who have joined us. So uh, as we cut away from that table, we're then taken to a table where an older gentleman, uh, a human, is sitting at this table dressed not in the finer clothes, except when you look at his rings. And uh, in those rings and finer clothes, you see a gentleman by the name of Archibald Tempesta. And one thing that is clear when you look at this man or you're in his close proximity, you have the very distinct smell of the sea carrying off of him. He is, of course, flanked by two gentlemen. We will start first with our first player, Julian's character. Julian, go ahead. Uh, yes, I am Irigro. If once a merchant no longer is, after some unfortunate events where my merchant ship was raided by pirates, I tossed overboard, my wife and children are missing. Now I'm here just looking for any information I can get. I'm a fairly tall man at 5'11", blonde hair, hazel eyes, dressed in some pretty fine clothes, I might say so myself. Very good. All right. And our player that is sitting directly to the right of uh, Archibald is our player Robert's character. Robert, go ahead. I uh, play a character named Spitfire. As far as you know, that's his name. Uh, he has medium length reddish hair, clean shaven most of the time. Wears a brown and silver Victorian trench coat over a breast over a bre uh, breastplate sewn in with rings for extra protection. Pretty laid back as far as you can tell. His purpose is to combat the supernatural forces that encumber the world. Jesus. Oh, yes. <laughs> Are you guts? Uh, uh, no, more like a witcher. Oh. Uh, he, he's actually a... Uh, your witcher. He's a blood hunter. <laughs> Very yep. good. In the order of the ghost slayer. I love it. So now that we've had a chance to be able to center in on these, we are going to cut table by table to get a chance to get to know these characters a little bit more so. So we'll start with Damascus's table, uh, and we are going to pull into his conversation with Dank and Ishkabibble. Right. So I've heard that you have come to this place because you're looking to travel to a faraway land. That is correct. Yeah, what about it? Well, it's not common for people to travel here with the interest of traveling to an island that they already know the name of that no one else does. This I know, island... I know top shit, all right? Oh, I know well. a lot of stuff. Nah, you see, he, he thinks because we're little, we don't know shit. What the hell is this about? Huh? We know Thomas. a lot just because we're small. Excuse mm? me. Huh? I meant no disrespect. If anything, the small are very mighty. But for me, 
I only just yesterday put out a call for people to join me on this mission. I've been saving up my money for the better portion of 10 years to be able to perform this trip. It is the brave of heart, those who want to travel with me. You all came here asking. That is an intriguing effect. Mm, yes. Well, do you have grapes on the boat? We can. Oh, make sure we have a lot of grapes. I love grapes. Well, that will be easy to arrange. There's plenty of beautiful fruits and vegetables coming from the southern area where the elves are that we can stock up on. Oh, perfect, perfect. And are there animals on the boat too? I love animals. Are there bitches? What was that little one? Women, girls. I think there's a few female sailors that will be with us. Good, good, really good. Okay, um, see, this is kind of like vacation for me. Not really. I just want to do something fun. Um, but I also really, really want to experience something new. So keep it exciting, okay? Well, you know what they say. What happens on the sea stays on the sea, little one. <laughs> never heard that in my life. I never believe heard that either. Mm. He made yeah. it up. Lies. Lies. I've heard it. I've said it. What are you talking about? <laughs> but no. <laughs> With that being said, everyone, I'm excited to have the two of you. But I'm curious. You came here looking for travel to, well, the little Ishka people, if I have that correct, yes? Yeah, the ladies call me Bubble Bubble, but yeah, Ishka Bubble's fine for you. Um, I know, you probably never heard of my grandmother. Her name is uh, Constance, and she was pretty fucking cool in her day. She was over 300 years old, but she could take a whole room out. Basically, I have some pretty big shoes to fill, the Bugahine clan, and... Everyone will know my name when this is over. I don't think they have a choice, Ishkibidu. I'm glad to see that you know what's good for you and the rest of the world. Yes. What about you, Dink? You came here asking for grapes. I'm sure there's more to your story than you have just said. Oh, there's a lot more. I, you know, I'm a druid and also I want to make sure that nature there is okay. You know, that's, that's what we do. But I'm not here to make... A name out of myself, like the Ishkabibble guy over here. Don't make it seem like it's a problem. Hey, keep close with me. I've got grapes, I've got nuts, I've got berries. I've got all that shit, man. I oh, practically yeah, live outside. Grapes and berries. Mm-hmm. It's better than twigs and berries. Hey, there's not the wrong twigs either. I like to munch on those too. Are you okay? Hmm? I feel like... Look, you take a twig, it's a good way to, to pick out the meat and the... And the stuff and the veggies between your teeth. Oh. I just grew my nails out. My teeth. He smiles and just has his pristine white teeth. See, that's how I keep them clean. Twigs and sticks. Holy shit. I know, right? <laughs> you both will be very interesting on this ship with a bunch of salty sailors. Oh. But I'm excited to have you both there. Just so you know, sometimes I walk around naked like... A bear or a wolf. So I hope that doesn't scare your sailors because I like to be naked all the time. Mm, well, I can't speak for the sailors, but for me and Archibald, I'm sure it'll be fine. Whoa. As long as you can carry your bear weight. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that wasn't funny. It wasn't. Are you saying bears are fat? That's not cool. My friend is a bear. His name is Baloo. 
Don't call him fat. Damn. I didn't realize I was dealing with such sensitive sailors. <laughs> yeah, he took that straight to the top. He took offense to that. Yeah, don't mess with Baloo, all right? I'll keep that in mind. I don't know Baloo, but, well, I've never seen a small bear, so I've never been one to want to start a fight with one either. Yeah, don't do it. Baloo fucked up Shere Khan. Not the fucking tiger. I ain't gonna mess with no goddamn tiger. But Baloo, man, he bitch slapped the fuck out of that tiger. Ooh. <laughs> this nation of Osea sounds very interesting. Also, I, I hate gnolls. There's no gnolls on the ship, is there? No, we did not contract any gnolls, but the idea was put out there that they might be hardy enough to be able to take, but from what I've heard, they have an aversion to water. They need to build up their constitution. Yeah, I hate gnolls. They piss me off. I don't like them. No good. Well, I hope the both of you can maintain that very strong independence that you've showcased to me. We have a few others who are being reviewed now to join us, but you two seem like you'll fit right in. Others? Girls? Mmm, we'll see. That means no. Sausage fest. Fuck. <laughs> What's a sausage fest? Was that a real question? Yes. What's a sausage uh, I'll explain it once we get on the boat. I heard the song once called Too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor. I think that's pertinent to what she was talking about. He was talking about. But What's a as dance we, floor? <laughs> um, as we start to pull away from this conversation a little bit, uh, we now center on a few tables over. Uh, you now see uh, Archibald talking with Rigoro and Spitfire. And Archibald starts first by going, You gentlemen have been brought here for a reason. We're traveling far and through very difficult weather. I hope you both are ready to find glory or be lost in our history. No, I do say being lost in history is not something I'm privy to, if I might say myself. Being lost also isn't something that's going to really ever happen to me. I do have some cartographer skills. I can make my way back. Hmm. Well, I can tell you this much. If you're going to stick with us, it's going to be a hard ride there. We're looking to travel so far south, way past the breaking point of the Adorus Sea. We're looking at traveling all the way down into an island that the proprietor of our ship, the SS Bainbridge, has said that he has seen once in his lifetime. There's no record books, there's no cartography that shows the journey there. But from what he has told us and the coin that he has brought us, it will be one to make a name for ourselves with. <laughs> that sounds mighty interesting, fella. How about we uh, sell this contract over a little bit of corn liquor? Ah, I'm a big fan of corn liquor. And bring out the drink, my fella, and we shall get started. Um, with that, you kind of see Archibald kind of snaps his fingers, and uh, his very large jeweled uh, hands with the rings that uh, adorn it, uh, you almost see like a little bit of a glint kind of come off of one as he flicks uh, what you can tell is a gold coin towards the bar's outer edge. Mm. And... He's been here before. Barkeep was well prepared. Uh, 
Archibald, uh, you need some drinks, friend? Yeah, and make them snappy. And out comes a full round of flagons for the three of you. Um, it, in those, it is what you can understand. This is some strong grog, but it has that scent that you're looking for, Spitfire. Oh, yeah. This brings me back, though. The old country. Back when I used to grow up. Now, you see him lean back as he grabs a cup, and you hear the chair creak a little. He's a fire ganasi, and fire ganasis are normally lighter, and this guy's kind of heavy. You kind of take notice of that. Um, at that point, you see Archibald kind of tilts his head back, and he gets kind of a quizzical face on, and he, you're about the heaviest fire ganasi I've ever seen. Ah, keeps a good diet whenever I go out hunting. Well, you had better need it while we're traveling. You fire types don't tend to do so well when we're over top of water. I heard it's critically effective on you. Uh, it's all I've heard too in my day. But I don't think you have anything to worry about there, fella. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Rigoro, what about you? <sighs> let's see, let's see. I think we should be pretty good. Let's... Doesn't sound like there's going to be much trouble for Rigoro. Rigoro waves his hand and says, Mage Hand. The cup in front of him lifts up and goes to his mouth as he takes a sip. Uh, ah, plenty refreshing drink, I'd you say? Ah, uh, you one of them uh, fancy types. I like it. <laughs> we'll need plenty of that on the ship. Lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about you two? What? Do you know of the sea? Uh, yes, I know quite a bit of the sea, honestly. As you see, I used to be uh, a merchant, you say. Right, a trade guild. Uh, used, to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. used to have my own ship, go out in the sea to make deals, a trading vessel, you see. So I've been out there before. Mm, that's good to know. We're going to need plenty of that. But Spitfire... You came highly recommended from some of the gents I know down by the docks. What is it you know about the sea? He takes a hearty drink. (laughs) (laughs) Now, most of the time I'm on the sea, I'm on a boat, and I'm hunting out some Sohagwin. But most of the time, I heard stories about old noble about the sea. He was uh, in prison underwater. For murdering his family. I say he was rightly doing wrong. If you catch my drift. Well, I've heard of that story. And I've heard the exact opposite. He sounded like a bastard. One that should likely be caught and strung up. Those water Ganazi type that go against their own family can't be trusted. Ah, you might be right. But maybe if... Deserved a little fair shake. Or maybe he's already hanged already. Who knows? Well, my opinion, I hope for the latter. Well, gents, I can tell you this. As he puts his hand down and you see this large purse full of overflowing gold, we have the potential to make so much more than this. We're traveling somewhere never seen before, gents. 
we have the potential to take this all the way to the Adventurers Guild and beyond. Oh, this is gonna make one big snake in the old history book. I said this is gonna be a fine and a grand adventure. I agree. With that being said, I'm gonna call over our benefactor. He's meeting with a couple of specialists from what he said about this place. And you see Rigoro kind of holds his fingers to his mouth and he lets out this kind of pitchy whistle. And you see Damascus, this very large, just over seven foot tall dragonborn stands up, covered in very fine arm uh, raiments, stands up, you two little ones, come with me. Let's meet the rest of our specialized crew. And they, you all begin to kind of follow Damascus to the table. Um, Ishkabibble, as well as Dank, I'd like you both to make an Arcana check. Okay. <clears throat> Damn. Damn, 12. Uh, uh. So, well. so Ishkabibble was able to pick up on something that, uh, Dank, you, you didn't care enough. You're too focused on the, the grapes... You're too focused on making sure your teeth are pristine, uh, as well as making sure that people respect bears. Uh, <laughs> but Ishkabibble, you pick up on something very subtle in the way that Damascus looks. There's almost, there's a bit of a gleam to what Damascus is wearing. And what you can tell is that there's got to be some type of glamour or some type of prestidigitation in effect that is assisting with the way that he looks. Hmm. What's something about you? What do you I don't mean know. With one? I don't know. I mean, what you're wearing. I do a lot of shopping. I don't wear cheap shit. I've never seen anything like that before. Where'd you get it? Hmm. I wear these clothes and this piece of information i wear it from the wonderful nation known as umora mm, heard of it umora what is that do they, do they sell that shit my size i'm sure we could find you something but umora umora is a town I don't think any of you have ever seen as he takes his seat at the other table and you two are obviously encouraged to sit uh, alongside of it. Uh, at this point, Damascus begins to kind of open up a little bit about some of the information uh, around where we're looking to go. You see, he pulls out this very old parchment and on the parchment is a drawing that looks like a small island that's off of the coast of a much larger island. Um, all of you will be able to see it now. I've just shown this to all of our players at this point. Mm -hmm. The image that you're looking at showcases a, an island called Perietos, and it is off of the coast of Umora. When I traveled here long ago... I traveled to Umora. I did not know I was going there, friends. I merely happened upon it. As you can see, they've illustrated on this map a very large storm. 
my group, we were sailing off of the southern portion of, the, of this particular nation of Tirister. As we went sailing, we got caught up in that storm and we ended up floating towards Perietos. Upon arriving, I was taken into an area that had never been seen by dragonborn eyes before. This island had pirates and sailors, but they also had ships that I have never seen before. Clothing, as you see me wearing right now, only available there. And that was merely the very tip of this beautiful island. This small place is a part of a much larger, best I could say, subcontinent. Not as big as Tirister, but as big as one of its nations. Inside of this place are undiscovered spoils. Something that I plan on traveling to and reclaiming and bringing back to Bracana. What do you all think of that? I mean, clothes? Shopping? Looking fresh for the ladies? I mean, fuck. A win? I mean, I'm just here for a good time. And a long time. Mmm. Also, I, I want to know why the fuck they get drinks. I just feel like you weren't as nice to us as this guy was to them. Oh, my offense to you both. Allow me to get you liquored up. You know the people here, Archibald. Can you order more drinks? Uh, yeah, I can make that happen. More drinks over here. Come on. Mm. Well, I'm not into all that fancy stuff. I just want to make sure the animals are okay and that... Nature herself is respected on this island. Mm. So cute. I'm into that shit too, except like, you know, I get my benefit from it. Mm. Cool with the little critters and the creatures, but my I can't drink much. Just in a little ale for me. You see a, a large flagon slid over to you. It's about the same size as your chest. Whoa. <laughs> it's like foam in his huge mustache. He already starts to get redness in his cheeks under his eyes after the first big gulp. Are you sure you can handle that, little man? It seems like a bit much for you. Everything's a bit much for me, but I'm even more for it. Don't ask what that means, because I don't know. Fair enough. Ar Archibald just kind of chuckled. <laughs> ah, it's been a time and a half since I've had a gnome on a ship with me. I've missed the fiery spirits. Mm. And a goblin. Yes? You're bringing a goblin, Damascus. What's wrong with a goblin? Well, I've had a few swabbies who are goblins, but... Uh, are you sure you're going to be able to keep your legs out on the sea? Listen, I am ready enough for it. Look, just because I'm a goblin doesn't mean I can't do stuff. Not all goblins are bad. I looks a little capable to me. They just uh need to learn how to take the creature a little bit more. He's talking about the drink. <laughs> your accent's weird. Where are you from? What's your name? What's that other guy's name? I be Spitfire, young one. Won't, won't you have a drink on me, son? Slide I gotta get through this one first. I'm far from young. I'm little, but I'm not young. Dank is like putting the tip of his tongue into the, the drink he's got. 
Mmm. It ain't no good berry wine, but it's not bad. Mm. Oh, you know about the good berry wine there, son? Yeah, I like to drink good berry wine while I'm eating the grapes while I'm a bear. And naked. Uh, uh, a bear, you say? Yes. Do go on. Naked? Yes. Demand this is going to be an interesting scene. Have you ever seen a bear dressed up? Uh, I do not believe I have. Uh, maybe in Bracana. Happy to see often. Like the Berenstain Bears? No, fuck the Berenstain Bears. They're a bunch of punk-ass bitches. I'm glad someone agrees. So wait, you like grapes and wine? It's a bit of redundant. What else is in your fucking diet? Your piss purple? Peanut butter. Peanut butter is good. And bananas. Mmm, banana. Alright, alright. I like nuts, too. What's a lively <laughs> group that we, we've got here? I'm now, inclined to agree. What about you two? You two look weird. Who two? <laughs> he's pointing at Spitfire and Rigaro. Leave? I don't not believe it. Look weird. I've lived here my entire life. No one here has called me weird. These are just the clothes of a merchant. Fine clothes, I do say so. Mm. And I'm just a traveling uh, a ghost hunter, if that's what you want to call me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you see Archibald, he's just kind of rubbing his temples a little bit. I've trusted you for a long time, Damascus, to put us on the right track. I hope this ragtag group of people will be able to help us get to your famous island. You should trust in the small ones. They have the right spirit about them for the travel that we have ahead. Your two that are joining us seem like they're ready buddied as well. Rigaro, hello. You're a pretty young man. How are you? Doing pretty well. Looks like we should be pretty good. I think these small but below average size folk are should be capable. They seem to have the spirits. Should be? You're rubbing me the wrong way, Dan. You guys don't have to keep pointing it out. I mean, if he came down to it, I'd hold my own versus everybody in this fucking room. Uh, you're a little spirited. I like it. Ain't that what you want? Uh, sure. <laughs> Mind if I need to notice. He takes another drink, strokes his chin. Dank is... is He's leaning back in his chair, he's dumping the entire cup or glass of alcohol into his mouth, chugging it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yummy. You took that one kind of quick, small man. Oh, it's good. Oh. Do you want more? Mm, yes. Well, you see at this point, Archibald kind of stands up and he kind of pats himself off a little bit. Um, well... If Damascus is paying, let's drink. Everyone, we've got a long travel for ourselves tomorrow. Before we all get ready to go, might as well leave feeling less than sober. And you hear the whole bar kind of erupts in cheers, and you're starting to see now that this bar is filled out with many of the sailors that are going to be joining us on the journey, um, you're talking about some of the seediest folks that you could imagine are going to be on this trip with us. Um, and with those individuals joining us, you can expect uh, that they look the type that would be very good at this kind of travel. Uh, but the drinks become free flowing, uh, lots of alcohol is set out, 
and the end attached to the bar uh, at the uh, DFF is now open for those who want to find any type of stay. But remember, we are in Naltech. Naltech is a bizarre area. I don't mean bizarre, I mean a bazaar. Um, there are numerous merchant stands and things outside of this area. Is there anything all of you want to accomplish in this evening hour before we start to cut to tomorrow where we're going to look to settle things up and be prepared for travel? I'm probably going to look for a potion. <laughs> okay. Of healing. You will easily be able to find very low-scale healing, so basic healing potions, if that's what you would like to buy. Oh, yeah. Damascus will also let everyone know, uh, you can expect that there will be a bit of a care package for you all brave enough to travel with us. Inside of that care package, uh, once we cut to that point, it'll be found in a small chest, but you'll find some simple things in there. Uh, First and foremost, you're going to find three standard healing potions and one greater healing potion for each person. Okay. You will also be able to find inside of that some uh, good cloaks. Uh, they are, from what you can tell, they seem to be uh, skins, but they seem to be water resistant. So uh, water kind of tends to roll off of them. Uh, and you will see one jar, and inside of this jar you will see uh, a small little flickering light that tends to bounce from the top of the jar to the bottom, almost as if it's swimming through this kind of murky blue solution. Um, for Spitfire and, well, really just Spitfire. Spitfire, you're looking at it. You can tell it's a magic potion. You're not 100% certain what it is, though. Um, I got my alchemist uh, supplies, so I could probably I can run a check. If that's the case, what I would like you to roll for that is let's go ahead and roll a medicine check. Medicine, it is. Damn. We'll take an at twenty. Um, so you definitely know what it is. Um, for everyone else, I want you to roll arcana checks. All right. It looks like everybody rolled really well, uh, except for. Uh, Dank. Um, Dank is fuck right now. I'm just going to tell you now, you're trash. Uh, you're looking at this thing and you know it looks edible and it looks like something you can get into at a later time, but you're so full of liquor at this point. Dank um, is on the table, gut out, and as he's drinking, he ch wild shit or wild shapes. <laughs> wild shits. Wild shits. <laughs> wild shapes into this large uh, brown bear busting the table underneath him and as he falls onto his back he's just scratching his bear belly with his claws oh my god Ishkabebo runs over and starts rubbing the bear's belly what donation can I I'm gonna roll animal handling you can see count as an animal <laughs> mm, you like that you do Dank, Dank is just kicking his his bottom right leg while you scratch the belly He's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. yeah, he's a little pudgy, but you didn't have to call him fat. Damascus just looks over and you see Damascus, even though he's a silver uh, dragonborn, you can kind of tell that he's got some very light pink kind of showing up under his eyes. I would never call such a gorgeous bear fat. That is just how he perceived it. 
You, I'm just saying. You can perceive it however you like. I think he's a fat, hairy bear. And where I come from, that's a good thing. <laughs> Dang just falls over, or he falls to the side, and he passes out. He's asleep. Slump. Uh, you just so happen to be slumped and out near the fireplace, which is on top of a bearskin rug, which is that much better. <laughs> um, Ishkabibble, I am going to have you roll me a constitution saving throw. What? You pass out on top of him, drunk as a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Iscribable thinking he's gonna lay on the bearskin rug, he lays on the bear. <laughs> he's literally uh, picking fur up and pushing it back down, trying to fluff it like a pillow when there are bones in there. <laughs> Jeez. Um, the other two of you, Rigoro and Spitfire, you're a little bit more accustomed to this kind of atmosphere, um, but. Uh, when you did make your rolls, and of course, before Ishkabibble had passed out, you knew what that final potion was. And that final potion was a potion of water breathing. Um, it's kind of a last ditch effort. Uh, if you were to fall overboard, that you can at least breathe for a period of time to help keep you safe. Um, Dank didn't know what it is, but he probably he's going to be told at some point, being that everybody yes. else knows. Um, but at this point, it is a loud, raucous event. You see many people passed out at their tables on the floor. Drinks were in abundance. Uh, fluids on the floor that you will not question. Uh, but the night is beginning to close. And you see Archibald at this point, uh, who had been talking at the bar, comes back over to you two, uh, Spitfire and Rigoro. I suggest you gents find some time to sleep. I'll be walking my friend Damascus up to his room. Tomorrow's going to be a busy day, gentlemen. Be ready. You see he kind of lifts up a very clearly inebriated Damascus, and they begin to walk the stairs up to the inn area. So you did say, uh, Spitfire, that you wanted to go out and still collect a few potions. You're still able to. You don't have to just take what you were given. Oh, I'm just going to get my healing potion. Just one. And that's it. Okay. And Rikoro? I don't think I'll turn in for the night. I'm head back to my own place. Okay. Bougie. <laughs> so, uh, Spitfire can count 75 gold out of his current gold amount. That amount has left your pocket, and you now have a healing potion added to the three you were in possession of inside of your kit that you're going with. Awesome. Okay. Uh, with that being said, we are going to close on this day, um, and we will re-open uh, on the docks. And as we go to the docks, uh, you can see the SS Bainbright uh, currently being loaded up with equipment uh, and goods. Um, dank, though you were very inebriated the prior day, for some reason falling asleep as a bear has given you a little bit more of a constitution and you're feeling okay. Uh, so you can clearly see that they are carrying large amounts of fruit onto the ship from your knowledge and what Damascus will maybe whisper to you around some of the fruit that you're asking for. It's important to have some of that to avoid scurvy. Okay. 
Thanks. Lip, li, uh, he's back in goblin form. He's licking his lips. Mm. He got a bunch of fruit. That's a good thing. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm. Ishkabibble wiping his eyes. What are you mm about? They got a bunch of fruit. You know what I mean? Fruit. fruit. Is it fresh? Fresh. It looks fresh to me. I can smell it too. Mmm. We get it all that. Wait, you're not a bear anymore. No. So, like, you can just be a fucking bear yeah. whenever you want? Yeah, that's what being a druid's all about. I mean, but, like, why would you ever not be a bear? That's a that sounds so good question. I can only do it for so long, though. Damn. I know. I should have went bear, to a different Yeah, I should have went to a different school. But then again, I'm happy with where I'm at. I don't think I'd act right if I could truly tap into my animalistic side. Well, if you ever change your mind, the guy that trained me, his name is Dafouk. He can train you too if you ever change your mind. He's back in Asia. Hmm. I might have to look into that. Yeah, I can turn into other things too. Like a wild boar. And Any Anything cute? Ah, uh, I can turn into a crocodile. Maybe. Can you now? Maybe. Can I you become a kraken, son? Uh, no. So I can't, you saying I can't release the kraken on this boat? No, but eventually, I can. <laughs> Very interesting. Maybe He's the future, I turn into a giant octopus. You could call me a kraken. Spitfire! <laughs> <laughs> What can I help you with? Do you own several large rocking chairs? You sounds like you sit on your porch a lot. <laughs> with a light giant with a giant glass of lemonade. Lemony fresh. No, I do say both of those things do sound mighty fine. I do not own a rocking chair or lemonade. What about That a seems like an injustice. That has to change. Maybe one day when everything settles down a little bit. If you're good to me, I'll make sure you get a chair. My grandma used to have one. She'd rock me in that shit. The best. Mmm. I don't have a grandma. What's a grandma? Old lady. She gives you what you want. She cooks for you. Her vagina basically creates everything that you ever come to know. <laughs> or what? I never mind. I'm not even going to ask. Yeah, I'm bad at explaining that. Spitbar's uh. going to look for the uh, cap to see if he needs help with the provisions being loaded on board. Where's that fluffy guy? I haven't seen him since I passed out. Fancy guy? Yeah. I forgot his name. Uh, Rigid? <laughs> Rigid. Was it, uh, Riggy? I'm over here. Riggy Diggy? <laughs> oh, no. Rigoro. Rigoro. Yes? Did you need me for anything? Oh, my God. He was right there. Oh. Stop that, man. Spooky. He is creepy. Damn. Good morning. Morning to you. Oh, what a fine day out to be on the boats. Can you swim? Ah, uh, yes, I should be able to swim rather well, I might say. Yeah, you had a boat. You better not swim. Um, while they're talking to you, Rigoro, you kind of feel this crawling sensation kind of go over the back of your neck. Um, it is not something that you're unaccustomed to, sadly. Um, and you hear the voice reach out to you in your head. It's too bright. The sun, it is too bright. Ah, I feel like I need to get some shade. It is a bit hot out here tonight. 
Diego's going to move As over you, to... As uh, you start to move towards that area, you hear again in the back of your head, yes, where it's cooler and darker. That's a good lad. Jeez. Ah, much better. It's, it feels a lot better over here. Uh, when you start to get over into the shade of this kind of overhang from the upper area where the the uh, what you can see is going to be the main area for the the wheel that controls the ship as well as kind of where you can see Damascus uh, just a bit above. Uh, there's some people talking to Damascus specifically, but where you currently went, uh, Archibald is there, and Archibald sees Rigoro and I see you made the right choice in getting out of this hot Bracana sun. Burn you to your bone, it will. Ishkabibble lifts his arms and starts smelling his pits. Do I offend? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that dude doesn't like me. He's always running away from me. I wasn't really running away, per se. Just trying to get some shave. You're welcome to come over here if you'd like. Damn, you got some good-ass hearing. Um, okay. Shit. So, like... You seem really accomplished and distinguished. You read a lot of books. You know a lot of stuff. Well, yes, I actually do read quite often. Uh, as a merchant, you tend to spend a lot of time reading and writing contracts and making deals with people. Uh, now, what kind of deals? I heard that over there. <laughs> that kind of pulls the attention of Dank and Spitfire at this point. Um, I think all of you are starting to recognize that this is a hot, clear skies day, perfect day for sailing, not a cloud in the sky, and there's a good bit of wind pulling. Mm-hmm. I love the wind. <laughs> the wind is a, it's a wonderful thing out on the sea. You need it. And it's pulling the direction we need to go, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, the wind, I guess. He walks over to the edge and he kind of just stares into the water like it's uh, like he's in a trance. Mm, yeah, as you're looking off, every once in a while, the flicker of the light and the, the rolling of the sea just kind of harkens back to maybe not so pleasant memories at times, but uh, you're kind of lost in that for a little bit. Yep. So about how long do you think we'll be at sea, Damascus? Uh, so Damascus is a bit too far out of it. He's currently engaged in a conversation uh, up on the top part of the, the bow. Um, oh, so he's just going to ignore me too? Archibald just kind of speaks up at that point. Uh, take no offense, Ishkabibble. Damascus is handling some business. We had some uh, less than happy members of the team uh, decide to voice some grievances about the travel once they found out about how long it would take us out on the sea. Uh, some of them hopefully can be brought around. Otherwise, we're going to be working with uh, a skeleton crew as best as I can tell. So you're going to answer my question? How long? Uh, we're looking at travel time, wind stays right, and we avoid the storm that Damascus was telling us. Maybe a month and a half. That's nothing. I've been on way longer. Bring it on. Just don't run out of food. You'll piss me off. Well, we might have to resort to doing some fishing off the side. And from what I've heard, Spitfire, you're you're a little bit more knowledgeable about that than most. He kind of shakes his head. Knowledge about what? Exactly. I heard you've got a fair deal of trading fish. 
or at least you know how to throw a, a line or two or a net to be able to catch some things. We'll need that on this trip. Oh, yeah, I know a, a thing or two, but a man's got to eat, you know. Well, anybody who's as knowledgeable about the Sahagwan as you are, hopefully you can keep us away from any of those devil fish. It'll make this trip a whole lot faster. Yeah, hopefully. I don't want to run into any Sahagwan, though. Fingers crossed. I don't know about the rest of you, how well you know about Sahagwan, but you don't want to deal with him if you can avoid it. And uh, with that, you kind of see Archibald. He kind of pulls up uh, one of his sh- shirt sleeves and he rolls it up a little bit and you see some really dark scarring uh, that lo- almost looks like a clawing mark. I'll tell you right now, I've never dealt with anything on land that could cut me like that and leave such a lasting touch. Those barbaric Sahagwan. A uh, Sahagwan did that to you, son. The hell did he use? A trident? <laughs> um, his bare hands. He had three arms, and the third cut me so deep, it left me in a pool of my own sweat for the better portion of two weeks, poisoned me. My I don't God. Like Hogwins. They're little bitches. Yeah, they're a bunch of little bastards. Not my favorite either. And at that point, you kind of hear the, the scuffling up top and some very raucous, loud voices start to come up. Well, if you're not willing to travel, you do not need to come. Be gone with you, vagrants. And you see uh, a, a fairly large uh, cabal of, of sailors, tattooed, scimitars placed against their side, uh, start to kind of storm across it. Move out of the way. We got things to do. He ain't paying enough for this kind of business. As they kind of barrel past you and shoving through the three of you uh, as Rigoro is firmly underneath the, uh, the overhang there. These uh, sailors going past, roughly about seven or eight of them, they go off. Best of luck for you to try and find your way here without our help. Yeah. Stupid. Frilly, sissy dragonborn. You don't know anything about the sea. Good luck finding out the depths of where you'll be fallen. And you see all of them begin to kind of stumble off and they they even take some of the provisions that they just earlier had put on there. And you could tell it's probably their own equipment or maybe they're taking a severance package uh, as they begin to leave off of those docks. Hey, somebody tell me, what's that boy over there talking about? What's yeah, he going what? on about? Why do you yell and scream it? I don't like it. Damascus kind of comes walking down the stairs, and you can see his long talons are kind of rubbing that uh, bridge area of his, of his snout uh, in between his eyes. I just can't understand. What does it take to keep good help? You tell them it takes a month and a half just to get there, and they get green in the gills. I fully funded this adventure. Money would be well in their hand, spoils to be able to take back to their many families and bastards. You would think they would have been more appreciative, but apparently we're only going to be able to do this trip with those here right now and my few other members who have been with me for many years. Yeah, less is more. 
I didn't notice there was, yeah, there wasn't a single girl in that group. Ah, well, the rest of those who are down underneath handling the loading of the ship, there are two women. You have rocks and socks, and then you have the other four members of our group. I don't care about them. How do I get down there? I need to introduce myself. Ishka Bibble licks his thumb and starts straightening his eyebrows. Uh, you'll go back towards the back of the ship. If you see, there's stairs that will take you down into the lower decks. Have fun meeting rocks and socks. They're an interesting pair. Hey, Dank, you want to meet the other one? You never explained what a sausage is. Um, just think of every guy as a sausage and every girl as... A bun. A what? A bun. You ever had a burger? Oh. A sausage. Or, I've I mean, had like a burger a... before. I've had a burger before. Yeah, you know what you eat it with? Yeah, like the, the bread part. Yeah, yeah, stuff goes inside it. Those are girls. Wait. Now, I'm 48 and I, I feel too uh, young for this conversation. Mascus gets a little bit, a little bit red. Oh. You're having that kind of conversation. You're yes! along well with the people down underneath. <laughs> this is not the tone I was trying to say. I was just trying to make things clear. But I mean, hey, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go introduce myself because, I mean, how rude would I be if I didn't? Um, you see Ishkabibble starts barreling towards that back portion of the deck. Dank, are you joining Ishkabibble? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, with the other three of you staying up with, uh, Damascus and Archibald, they, uh, they begin to kind of detail out what the, the initial trip is going to look like. And the thing that they are very clear with you on is they need to do everything possible to avoid this thing that Damascus kind of breaks out into a, a little bit of a sweat when he says, we need to be very wary when we get to the outer edge of the great storm. Follow my navigation. I have weathered it before, but if we start to lose, please make sure you secure yourselves. It is a storm that from what those who inhabit the land we are traveling to have told me has been there since the beginning of time. Storm since the beginning of time? They call it the Everstorm, one to be very wary of. And you see Archibald is kind of pacing a little bit. I have no interest in being lost at sea. So I'm following your way, Damascus. You keep the SS Bainbright right on track. Uh, Damascus, uh, you look a little, you look a little frosty. You're all right over there. I don't know if it's a cross between being very excited or being very nervous. Either way, I'm ready to get back. And you see at that point, Damascus gets this very determined look and he starts checking the rigging of the sails and starts pulling and making sure everything's in case. And you actually hear him kind of get a little bit louder as he yells below decks, uh, through some of the, the hull pieces that are opened up on top. All right, tighten up the missing mass. We are getting ready to travel. We're lighter now, so we should travel faster, if you know what I mean. 
and you see a lot of the sailors that are underneath start coming up above. Uh, two very large women uh, who they have very distinct birthmarks over one eye uh, and they are what you can assume are rocks and socks start coming up and you see Ishka Bibble is kind of met with them as he's starting to go down the stairs. Whoa! Whoa! So like, you guys look pretty similar. Not exactly. That's nice, nice, a little individuality. My name is Ishka Bibble and he stretches his arm as high as it can go, only reaching their waist. <laughs> Good to meet you. Good to know you. It's not every time we meet someone like you joining our ship. Yeah, nice to have you. And they reach down and they kind of grab both of your hands and give them a real shake. And their hands feel like mahogany. Rough, <laughs> uncut wood shake in your hand. You can tell they've been doing this for a long time. And after they let go of your hand, they kind of move past you. These are burly women. And they start pulling rope, and uh, the other one starts pulling the chain that's tied to the anchor. Um, you, you look down at your hands, and your hands are, they look like they've been rubbed almost raw from how tense that handshake was. <laughs> Ishka Bibble's uh, eyebrows curl. He looks worried. His hope shot. Um, these girls are definitely not what he was expecting. Ishkabibble comes up with his head hung low. He rejoins the group. What's wrong, Ishkabibble? Not the right hamburgers you're looking for? <laughs> I guess you could I, say that. I, I mean, take it their hands could shave wood, huh? Yeah. You know, I you mean, look like they a... could literally put a fucking watermelon between their knees and burst it. When they were shaking your hand, you kind of reminded me like of a stick with a dog shaking it in its mouth. It was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't mind bigger women. They're cool. But, I mean, fuck. Ah, uh, that's just more to love. Uh, I'm, this Damascus fell. I'm respecting his tenacity that's going on at the current time we are progressing in. At least they didn't jump ship. We need those muscles. Ishkabibble just starts going over to where the fruit is, stuffing fruit in his pockets, <laughs> stuffing some in his mouth. You doesn't matter, though. As long as they pull their weight, there's still something to look at. They're cute. Archibald just kind of turns and looks. Can't say I've ever heard that about rocks and socks, but everybody needs some loving sometimes, too. And at that point, you see Archibald goes down to his waist and you see a coiled up leather whip and he cracks it in the air and you see all the sailors kind of turn and peel their eyes towards him. All right, you messy lot. We're going to be taking travel. I hope you all are ready for a long trip, but with potential to get a nice booty. <laughs> Sailors and pirates alike, we be looking to get some good gold from this. So, all of you on the ship, are you ready to travel? And you hear a resounding, Aye! They all start pulling their weight, and you see uh, some of the pieces that are being attached to the top portion of the hull are these large ballistas. You see uh, the ropes and everything, and the rigging that ties to the sails is all being tightened up. 
and you see at this point uh, the final bits of shipping material and equipment is being taken into the back and you hear this loud bell tone come from the inner portion of the dock area and Damascus says, we're getting ready to ship off. For all those not willing to travel, now's your last chance. And he has his hand on a rope that's tied to the side of the ship at this point. He looks over at all of you. Are you ready to get out on these open seas? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go. Let's make history. Yes, let's go. You see he kind of grabs that rope and as he tosses it out to the sea, it splashes down and you see the SS Bainbright begins to kind of pull free quickly. It is a light ship. Um, Rigoro and um, Spitfire. I'd like you both to make a perception roll. All right. (laughs) Um, Best (laughs) as you all can tell, this is the fastest ship you both have ever been on before. What kind of ship did I used to have? (laughs) Um, Your merchant vessels that you were used to uh, was a a little bit larger than a small shipping vessel. Uh, It wasn't quite a galleon. This is a galleon, but... From your experience being on the seas as much as you have, Rigoro, you have never experienced one that kind of lurches forward with such momentum when the winds are just starting to catch it. This is a very quick ship designed to be able to get us there in as fast of a time period as possible. This is oh, nice yeah! That's what I'm talking about! Get some wind in his beard! Ishii Bibble closes his eyes and puts his arms out. With that being said, all of you kind of lurch uh, back a little bit as it pulls forward pretty quickly. You all are able to get your feet. This isn't something where I'm going to make you make rolls to be able to see if you stand up right. Um, but it is moving and you are creating distance already from the port that you were just in. With that being the case, you are going to see Archibald come to you all after he's kind of got everybody whipped into shape for this trip. And with that, he says... I want you all to follow me down below deck. We have quarters for all of you. They're nothing to be, you know, too proud of, but it's enough to lay your head when the nights are long, and it's enough to get out of the rain when the storms hit us. Hope you all are ready, because there's no turning back now. That ain't gonna be the only thing that hits us. Don't touch me with that whip. The only way is forward from here on out. Why don't you lead the way to those cabins of yours? Mm, Happy yeah. to do so. Um, when we get uh, kind of out onto the sea a bit, uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring us over to our uh, ship as it's seen below. All of you should be able to see uh, the upper portion of the deck and the lower portion of the deck. Uh, some of the living quarters are really just uh, the equivalent of bunks, uh, and those bunks just have large hammocks that stretch from pole to pole. Um, Ishkabibble and Dank are placed on the left, uh, the leftmost side from the top of the ship, and uh, Rigoro as well as Spitfire are encouraged to go to the rightmost one. Uh, Dink and Ishkabibble uh, were asked uh, specifically to join Rocks and Socks on the left side of it. Uh, Rocks and Socks are going to be to the back 
and the front of Ishkabibble here. And Dank, you can take up residence anywhere you would like in this six uh, hammock area over here. Uh, these are pretty much open seating over here for Spitfire as well as Rigoro uh, on the right side of the ship. And there are some mess areas towards the back of the ship as well as a uh, captain's quarters for Damascus as well as Archibald. Where are you all going to find yourselves on the ship as we start to get forward? Dank is going to be in his bunk eating some grapes, scratching his belly, not caring about anyone else. <laughs> all right, so Dank's kind of right over here. Spiffar is sitting at these tables here and sharpening his sword. Mind okay. his own business. You're probably joined uh, by a couple of the sailors who see you actually own a whetstone to do sharpening and are asking you to sharpen their really rusty uh, old scimitars that are in dire need of uh, a retuning. But you, they are kind of going, if you're going to be doing it anyway, can you be helping me out there, Spitfire? Ah, oh, those weapons seen some hard days. Uh, bring it over here. I got some time on my hands. All right. And Rigoro, where do you find yourself? Uh, <clears throat> Rigoro will be right over here reading his Book of Shadows. Um, so uh, what does your Book of Shadows look like for anybody who would see you reading it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rigoro's Book of Shadows is uh, more of like a watery, deep blue type of color. Uh, a lot of, uh, say, sea-looking type of... Uh, tapestry on the book itself very aquatic looking yeah aquatic looking uh, okay so your book of shadows doesn't look that ominous uh to some of the passers-by um you will see maybe one of the days that you're underneath and you've spent some time reading uh damascus walking by to his quarters will just go mm, that's an odd looking book where did you acquire it rigoro Rigoro goes to speak and then decides to be a bit more lighter of what he says. Uh, it was a book that I acquired, let's just say, on a journey at some point in time. Mm, uh, go ahead and make a deception roll. It's a deception roll? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm listening too. <laughs> Story-wise. Okay. So you try to roll that by, uh, by Damascus. Roll my insight here. And, uh, you know, uh, Damascus, uh, he does uh, pretty decent on his role. He gets an 18 uh, to your 12. And when he looks at you, you just see kind of a, an intense look go at you and then at the book. Well, let's just hope that uh, nothing comes of your book on our travels, yes? Uh, that should be any issues with the book. So I think we'll be fine. Oh, you sure about that, son? You wouldn't be trying to lie to us now, would you? <laughs> no, I'm just joking with you. I believe you. You just keep on keeping on now. A lot of the sailors are just like, yeah, you'd be wanting to know too much about some just old books. Plenty of books to be found in the sea. They all turn to mush after a while. And some of these uh, sailors just kind of head back to their bunks, grog in hand and uh, just kind of leave you at that. But uh, Damascus, and it sounds like Spitfire, a little skeptical. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, 
What's Ishkabibble doing? Ishkabibble is bored. He's listening to the conversation, but he's uh, deliberately hiding behind uh, maybe, where's the best place to hide? There's a lot of places to hide. Ishkabibble's literally not even three foot tall. So he's kind of hiding behind something bored, observing Dank hanging in his hammock. And uh, he decides he wants to play, play a practical joke because we'll be here a long time. So, um, I'd like to, I don't know if we put it in here, but I had a cantrip of natural illusionist. Uh-huh. That's a given cantrip. Um, so, I would like to cast Minor Illusion to put a fake spider on Dank's chest. I want to see what he does. Okay, Dank. Uh, so at this point, uh, make me a DC wisdom save of a DC 15. All right. Wisdom coming up. Okay. So you just miss. Uh, so this thing on your chest looks incredibly real. What kind of spider did you put on his chest? It's a blue and black tarantula. Okay. Okay. What's Dank do? <clears throat> Dank drops his grapes in shock, not knowing where this spider came from. He is extremely frightened at first, just because it just appeared out of nowhere. But after realizing that it is a spider, he looks down at it. Oh, you scared me, little one. What are you doing? Eh? He tries to poke at it. (laughs) Ishkabibble comes out. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. Hey, that doesn't look that comfortable. Eh, no, there's no pillows? What? Did you just create the spider? No. Why would you think that? You said you were fucking with me. I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little... Cool. I like spiders. I figured. I mean, you can turn into an animal. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're probably not going to be fun to play these tricks on. Ah, I thought I'd have a friend on the boat ride. Now I don't. We are friends. Don't be that way. We're friends? Yeah. I'm scared to try those big girls who step on me. Oh, you're not afraid of me stepping on you as a bear? <laughs> I mean, how long can you stay a bear? A couple hours, give or take. You really be willing to do that to step on me? Just depends. Are you hurting nature? I don't know. Don't nature, okay? And we're cool. Okay. Don't hurt bubble. either, or I'll come for you. Ishkabubble goes and picks up the grapes Dank dropped and starts eating them. Hey, those Damn. are mine. What are you doing? They're not yours. I don't see your name on them. He hops into his own hammock. Ugh, you're acting like a real gnoll. I don't like gnolls. Not everything you don't like has to be a gnoll. Mm. Just think of me as a little brother you never had or maybe do have and just didn't love enough. Mm. Jesus Christ. Oh, my little brother's died. <laughs> Well, now you got me. That means you might die too. We all might die. What is that supposed to mean? Mm, I'm not gonna die. You sure about that? Yeah. I like why, you. Why would I die? Hmm? Why does anyone die? What kind oh, of question is I, that? Did they have food over there at the table? I don't know. I didn't check. I kind of want to see what the captain's quarters like. Yeah, they've been too. quiet up there. Let's go look. Let's sneak. You oh, know how they are. They act yeah, like they don't want it. us there. Yeah. So I'm going to roll it. Let's roll stealth. <laughs> <laughs> 2d6. 
two smallest people in the group are trying to stealth past everyone to get into the lower quarters where they are at. God. I'm smaller. <laughs> um, as uh, you all start to do it, uh, while you're going to see uh, quite a few sailors are out and about at this point, one of them uh, makes a perception check and sees Dank specifically starting to kind of lurch towards the back end of the ship. Oh, you can't be going that way, little Dank. It'd be the captain's quarters. While that's being said, though, Ishka Bibble sees the clearest path on the planet to be able to move past that one while Dank is being held up and is able to slip past them to make it to the stairwell down to the captain's quarters. You can find me at HaphazardDM on Twitter. And uh, my name on Twitter is JK, spelled J-A-K-A-Y, life. And uh, you can catch me on there. I'll be on the Taverns and Caverns Twitter pretty often. Hey guys, it's Bri. And you can follow me on Twitter at, I changed my handle, BlazeNBK, Nancy Bri King, the acronym. And my handle is the same on Instagram. This is Robert Jones, and you can find me on YouTube. My name is Truebone, T-R-U-Bone, or you can just find my uh, fun little series I make called Final Fight in the Bronx. And I'm Julian, and you can catch me on Twitter at JWPlayer0, and on YouTube as JWCCGs. All right, thanks everyone, and we want to say thank you again for listening to another episode of Taverns and Caverns. We hope you all enjoyed. Take care. Until next time.